0: welcome welcome to the show it is me it is me your girl of aka Cat Lee and I' now turned to ambitiously the podcast oh. yeah baby you've changed that um listen I like this one doc by the way hi doc hi rock Likes to see y'all booze um good audio and the visuals good that's a good thing. Um, I like this one right here, Doc. It says Cat cat Court is now in session. Yes, because there's no rest for the wicked. We are not playing with them. We're going to keep our knee on that next. Um, Today, this is why we are in Cat's Court. (laughs) It's Wet and White Wednesday. Today is the day that we come. We talk about the taboo. We talk about the things that, you know, should be talked about. Especially if we're adults, um, but we don't necessarily talk about those things. And then lately, we've been more wired than wet. But it's okay because these are things that need to be discussed. These are things that, you know, if you're in a if you are a parent, which I am, you know, these are things to look out for and to understand. Like to try to gain some kind of understanding from. To be honest with you, um, but it is wet and wired Wednesday. Um, a few things I want to say before I get into the shenanigans that is the wicked. You can call in, you can text, you can drop a comment. Um, you can even ask me to drop the link, and I will if you're on your best behavior. Trust me, you must be on your best behavior for me to drop the link. The number, if you would like to call in or text, is 443 850 4828. 850 4828. If you would like to contact us for any reason whatsoever, feel free to hit us up at contact at ambitiouslyent.com. Again, the email address is contact at ambitiouslyent.com. It's scrolling on the screen. And it'll be back up there before the end of the night. Um, Remember to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. We need every like, every share, every subscription. It's vital. Um, We appreciate it in advance. Thank you so much. Um, Check out our website, www.ambitiouslyent.com. Again, that's www.ambitiouslyent.com. And I'm going to put this back on the screen for a second (sighs) because there's no rest for the wicked. I'll be right back. Uh, I'll be right back and then we're going to get into it, y'all, because, man, we got to pick up where we left off. Um, I feel like it's very important that we pick up where we left off, so I'll be right back. Um, yeah, i am be real right quick. Okay, i okay. I had to, to let that bump real quick. You calling in? No, you're not, Rocky Fibber. Let's see. Let's see where we left off at, though, because this these um, conversations, like I said, they're very important, very vital um, to the conversations that we have as parents, things that we talk to our children about. Me personally, my daughter, she's she turned 12 in January. And these are the times, no matter how uncomfortable they are. And trust me, as a parent, they are uncomfortable. But these are conversations that must be had um, because some of these girls, these things happen to them in their teen, early teenage years. So it's very important to talk about. Now, last we talked, we discussed a lot of the things as we're still on this. this Je- Jeslene Maxwell, Jeslene, however you say this hooker's name, we were talking about her and what was going on with her in court um (laughs) yeah give me your thoughts about the wicked but we they were um discussing the things that um weren't supposed to be you know submitted as evidence in court and they were discussing the things that were now the things that they were um they did allow um and the dockets were her her part and in the involvement of this bull crap that they had going on. Um, and I'll do a quick recap of that real quick, and then we'll get into the rest and we'll have a conversation about it. This is what we do on, on on Wet and White Wednesday. So um, let's get to Mrs. Maxwell. She we need to talk about her. And I have my own thoughts and theories on her as well, but let's get to it. Um So, the last we spoke, we talked about her involvement. Um, So, Ms. Maxwell personally was involved in SA and trafficking, a scheme which they say was created by um, Epstein. I feel like perhaps maybe it was a combination of the two. Because how do you get involved in something like this and not be a part of the planning? You know what I'm saying? Like, Epstein obviously was a smart guy because he figured out how to finagle people out of millions. Um, but at the same time, she was complicit in the actions. So in my view of things, it's like it wasn't just him. It was her, too. But let's get into the things that were stated. Um, let's get into those things. This is very important to talk about. So here's the list get ready. If you weren't here last Wednesday, this is where you catch up on what I was talking about last Wednesday. So Ms. Maxwell approached the plaintiff in 1999 when she was 15 years old. This is why I said this is very important for us to um, have these conversations with our youth and to understand how these things kind of work out for certain kind of people. All predators are not the same, but for this case, yeah. so the plaintiff was um 15 years old. Her name is Virginia, by the way. And she uh, recruited her into the scheme. Ms. Maxwell was one of the main women Epstein used to procure underage girls for SA. Uh, Ms. Maxwell was the um, a primary co-conspirator. So you know I'm saying like, I'm not going to say it was his scheme. I'm going to say it was their scheme. Um, She was a primary co-conspirator with Epstein in his scheme. She persuaded uh, the plaintiff, which her name is Virginia. I'm going to call her Virginia because, you know, so we'll know who we're talking about. uh, To go to Epstein's mansion in an old-fashioned, similar manner in which Epstein and his other co-conspirators coerced dozens of other children. Uh, The mansion when plaintiff began giving Epstein a massage, because that, remember I told y'all, that's how they baited them in. We'll pay you to come give him a massage and then the unspeakable happened. Um, he had Ms. Maxwell turn it into a an, an encounter. You know, what kind of encounter. I don't think I need to say what kind of encounter it was. Um, Epstein, with the assistance uh, um, of... Miss Maxwell converted the plaintiff into a a slave, in essence. Um, the plaintiff was a slave from about 1999 to 2002. So I guess she got too old, and they was like tired of her. Well, no, we know what happened to her. She actually escaped. Uh, Miss Maxwell also was a co-conspirator in Epstein's assault. His essay, Miss Maxwell uh, um, appreciated the immunity. That she required under Epstein's plea agreement, which was in Florida, and I'm gonna get to that in a minute too, um, because the immunity protected her from prosecution for the crimes that she had committed in Florida. Uh, Miss Maxwell um, participated in essay in the essay of the plaintiff, which is Virginia and others. Uh, Miss Maxwell took numerous. Explicit pictures of underage girls involved in the essay, including the plaintiff Virginia, um, she shared the photos with Epstein. Hmm, not surprising, as a part of her role, um, well, as a part of her role in Epstein's ring, essay ring, Maxwell connected Epstein with powerful individuals so that Epstein could traffic plaintiffs, the plaintiff and others to these persons um plaintiff was forced to have relations with prince andrew we talked about this um in maxwell's apartment in london Um, ms maxwell facilitated the plaintiff's activities with Prince Andrew by acting as a madam for Epstein. Ms. Maxwell assisted in intentionally trafficking the plaintiff and numerous other young girls for the purposes of, you know, being wicked. Well, to fulfill their wicked, wicked um, fantasies, so to speak. Um, the plaintiff was forced to watch Epstein and Ms. Maxwell And others engage in illegal activities uh, with dozens of underage girls. Now, that's where we left off. Um, It was a lot. It was a lot. We also learned that she had um, this particular plaintiff was forced to um, engage in acts with um, a a Harvard law professor, Alan Dershowitz, um, and also a model scout. Which is like, how do you wanna, how do you wanna do these kind of things to a kid? Like, what, what arouses you? I mean, they're children. But anyway, in the joinder motion, plaintiff also alleged that she was forced to have relations with the with the professor and the, uh, the model scout and other powerful men, including numerous um, prominent American politicians and powerful business executives, foreign presidents as well as um, a as well as prime minister and other world leaders. Now, remember, I told y'all the, the, the list, and I'm waiting for it to be a little less redacted um, before I go all the way in, but when I told y'all about the list, I told you it was a lot of people, including the dude who is running for president again um, and was our president, Um, He's on that list. Uh, Bill Clinton is on that list. Uh, A lot of notable names are on that list, right? So it is what it is. We know that they're um, sick, 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 sick individuals. So Doc said, um, let me see, Doc said she was grown and benefited from the lifestyle. Um, Who was grown? Doc. And who benefited... Who benefited from the lifestyle? Um, because I don't feel like Virginia was she benefited too much. Um that's why she ran away. So she suggested the government is a part of the conspiracy when it secretly um negotiated a non prosecution agreement with Epstein, precluding federal prosecution of Epstein and co conspirators. That I could believe. Again. Is a lot of powerful people who they traffic these girls too. Oh, that Maxwell. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get to her and I'm going to get to that statement. Let me keep that on the screen. I'm going to make sure I come back to this one because I have my theories on that. They're just my theories. They're not factual. They're just, you know what I mean, like my personal theories. So I want to get back to that one. Um. So let's see what else we had. So she says that she felt like was, you know it was a government conspiracy. They were part of it. Um, notable other um, notable the other Jane Doe who joined the plaintiffs' motion with a, um who alleged that she was essayed on many occasions by Epstein. Epstein um, was unable to corroborate any of the plaintiffs' allegations. Also notably in her multiple and lengthy consensual interviews with um I don't know what's going on over here with Miss Churcher um three years earlier the plaintiff told Mrs Miss Churcher of uh, virtual virtually none of the details that she described. So remember they were trying to say because she didn't say all of this stuff in an interview um that she she did in over over in the UK that she wasn't telling the truth. Um, so we already know that what she's, what Maxwell, just laying, what Maxwell is saying is like, that didn't happen. None of that happened. I'm not sure if I read this one. Okay. No. So then another, um, okay. Yeah, we did this. I read this. No, I don't think I read this one. So, you know, of course they, they keep coming back with uh you know letters and and saying that everybody's lying but i'm just like dude there's so many different situations how could everybody be lying like that that just doesn't make sense um to me to be honest with you like how is everybody lying on you so uh let's see We talked about uh, the CVRA, which is, you know, it kind of, it's an act that allows them to go after the people who brought them harm. put it like that. Um, So the plaintiffs alleged the purpose of filing a joint motion was to vindicate her rights under the um, CVRA, expose the government's secret. Um, secretly negotiated a non-prosecution agreement with Epstein shed tremendous public light on Epstein and other powerful individuals um, that would undermine the agreement and support the CVRA plaintiff's request for documents that would show Epstein use his powerful political and social connections to secure a uh, favorable plea deal and the government's motive to aid Epstein and his co-conspirators. The plaintiff has written a manuscript of a book that she has been trying to publish um, detailing her alleged experience as a victim of SA and trafficking in Epstein's alleged scheme. Um, So that's the other thing, too, that I think that they're, they're trying to hold, like, the prosecution is, you know, they probably tried to, I mean, well, Gislaine's lawyer, not the defense. Her defense has probably probably tried to use that as a, a bargaining tool. Like, look, she wrote a book. So why should we believe anything that she has to say? She wrote a book about it. But that doesn't mean that it's not true. You know what I'm saying? That just means that she wants to detail what happened to her. And at some point in time, it seemed as though nobody was listening. Um, so replication um, replication alleged by the plaintiff. The plaintiff was required by... Um, she was required to identify any false statements attributed to Ms. Maxwell that were published globally, including within the Southern District of New York. As the plaintiff alleged in paragraph nine of the court, one of her, um, of her complaint in response, the plaintiff identified the um, January 15th statement in nine instances in which various news media's published portions of the January 15th statement in news articles and broadcast stories. Um, <clears throat> And none of the nine incidences was any publication of the entire January the 15th statement. Then it's like, how do you blame me? Because they didn't put everything in there. I didn't write the article. I didn't broadcast the statement. So how could you blame me for them not putting everything in there? But anyway, um, Ms. Maxwell and her agents, um, which her agents are her lawyers, her attorneys, by the way, but. Ms. Maxwell and her agents expressed no control or authority over any media organization, including media identified and plaintiff's response um, in the allegations in, in connection with the media publication uh, portion portions of the January 15th statement. plaintiff's defamation action against Ms Maxwell eight years late um, eight years after Epstein's guilty plea, the plaintiff brought this action, repeating many of the allegations that she made in her joint mo- motion. The complaint, um, the complaint alleged that in January, on, well, that January 15th statement contained the following deliberate falsehoods. All right, so Jennifer sworn allegations against Ghislaine Jel- Maxwell are untrue. The allegations have been shown to be untrue and that um, Jennifer, I mean, I'm, I keep calling her Jennifer. That Virginia's claims are obvious lies. The plaintiff um, lived independently from her parents with her fiance for a long time, um, long before meeting Epstein or Maxwell. Dang! So if she, so if she had a fiance before then, and that means so she was already out there. So there, that that answers the question about. Where her parents were, because I know a lot of people ask, like, well, where was the parents? Where are the parents? Where are the parents? I told y'all. They they got girls who were um, what one would consider um, downtrodden. They were poor. They didn't have any money. So them going to do a massage seems like, you know, a likely and beautiful thing, I guess, because they get ready to make some money off of it. I'm out of my, um, so I can cuss now. Thank you. I've been waiting, (laughs) but anyway, so, um, what they're saying is she independently, um, she lived independently from her parents with her fiance long before meeting Epstein and Maxwell after leaving the growing, um, the growing together rehabilitation facility in 1999 the plaintiff moved in with the fam- um, with the family of fellow patients. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there she met and became engaged to her friend's brother, James Michael Ostrich. I don't know, I guess that's how you say it. Um, and she and her fiance therefore rented an apartment in the Fort Lauderdale area with another friend and both worked at various jobs in the area. Later, they stayed briefly with the plaintiff's parents in Palm Beach, um, Florida, um, the Florida area, before her fiance rented an apartment for the, com- the couple on Bent Oak Drive in Royal Palm Beach. Although the plaintiff agreed to marry the gentleman, she never had any intention of doing so. Whoa, Virginia. Don't say yes unless you intend, girl. um uh, I, I had to learn the hard way myself. You are okay. Um was Virginia fiance in on it? No. See, look, this is where we get into it. Sounds wicked a bit. <laughs> if he knew. Um, what if he was a watcher of her? I don't know, but let's continue. We going. We gotta see. We gotta read to find out. I don't know. We gotta see. So she never intended to marry him, though. So I guess that was like the cover, so she could get um, out of like a chaperon. Um, he might have been. I don't know, but she never intended to marry him. She was just. I think that was like kind of her way to get be free of her situation with her parents. Um, so the plaintiff re-enrolled in high school from June 20, the tw- June 21st of 2000 until March 7th of 2002. After finishing the ninth grade year at Forest Hills High School on June the 9th, 1999, plaintiff re-enrolled at Wellington Adult High School on June 21st of 2000. Again, on August 16th, 2000, uh and on August uh let's see, August the fourteenth of two thousand and one. Now, so she re dropped out, dro- got dropped back in, dropped back out, you know, the back and forth. On September the twentieth, two thousand and one, a the plaintiff then enrolled in um Royal Palm Beach High School. A few weeks later, on October the twenty um the twelfth. 2001 um she also wound up she left there and went to survivors charter school survivors charter school was an alternative school to designed to assist students who had been unsuccessful at more traditional schools i know about those because we've had them here (laughs) actually um i think they shut them down but we, we used to have those here um, So the plaintiff Remained enrolled in Survivors Charter School Until March 2000 March 7, 2002 um, She was Presented 56 days She was present 56 days And absent 13 during her time There. The plaintiff never Received her high school diploma or GED The plaintiff um, You know Decided to forego and went back to school together. At um, you know, so her and another one of her friends decided to go back to school together at the survivors charter school. The school day there lasted from the morning until early afternoon. Now, during the year two thousand, the plaintiff worked numerous jobs. In two thousand, while leaving um, living with her fiance, here we go, living with her fiance, the plaintiff held five different jobs. Um. Maybe he just got tired of her. It was a lot of schools, right? <laughs> Doc said, how many schools? Jeez. Um. So she, she worked five different jobs. One is the breeding and research center, Southeast employee, employee management company, the club at Mar-a-Lago. Um, I was going to say mar a This is why I know. Okay. Whatever. Um, Oasis Outsourcing and Neiman Marcus. Um, Her taxable earnings that year were totaled $9,000. The plaintiff could not now recall either the Southeast Employment Management Company or Oasis Outsourcing. The plaintiff's employment at Mar-a-Lago Spa began in in 2000. The plaintiff's father, Sky Roberts, um was so this is a whole this is this is crazy because this is not even virginia anymore this is a whole nother person hired um as a maintenance worker at mar club in palm beach florida beginning of april 11 2000 um robert mr roberts worked there um year round for approximately three years after working there <clears throat> for that period mr roberts became acquainted with the head of the spa um, area, and recommended the plaintiff for a job there. So that's how they got into the masseuse or massaging part of it um, for her. Um, where are we? Okay, so he recommended that she get a job. That you know, he recommended her for the job. Um, the spa closed every Mother's Day and reopens on November the first most employees at the spa including all employees of the spa area well most em- employees at the resort including the employees of the spa area um such as spa tenants and seasonal are seasonal and work only when the club is open between november and mother's day the plaintiff was hired um, as a seasonal spa attendant to work at mar-a-lago on um, mar-a-lago club in the fall of 2000 after she had just turned 17. So this is somebody totally different. This is a whole nother person. This is not even Virginia anymore. This is a... Well, I think this girl's name is Virginia too, though. But this is not the same Virginia from the first case. Now, let me just fill y'all in real quick. This document that I'm reading from is 2,024 pages long. So that you know. So it, it, it'll it probably be easy for us to... um. Some of these cases mixed up or tied in, but at the end of the day, they are all together um, in one big case. Okay. So, you know what I mean? Let's let's get to it. Okay. Let me see what you said, Doc. Um, Doc said we had charter schools, the bad kids, a.k.a. alternative school, something generally same type of people in. Um, generally, kids with no direction, guidance, or we re- um rebellious for whatever reason, yeah. That's about, that's about right. That's in here. Um, Mar Lago, we know, we know who be there. Uh huh, we did. I'd assume why she got hired. Listen, his homeboy, his homeboy, his homeboy, <laughs> his homeboy. Um, so. Be there, Mm, you know. Who be there? He's trying to run for president again. Need I say more? Um, so anyway, on the plaintiff, represented herself as a masseuse for Jeffrey Epstein while working at the spa and reading a library book about massage. The plaintiff met uh, Miss Maxwell, okay, because this is where Jis Lane comes back in. She met Miss Maxwell. The plaintiff therefore told her father that she got a job working for Jeffrey Epstein as a masseuse. The plaintiff's father took her to Epstein's house on one occasion around that time. Epstein came outside, introduced himself to Mr. Roberts. Plaintiff um, commenced employment as a traveling masseuse for Mr. Epstein. The plaintiff was excited about her job as a masseuse and about traveling with him and about meeting famous people plaintiff represent, um, represented that she was employed as a masseuse at the beginning of January 2001. The plaintiff never mentioned Ms. Maxwell to her ex, um, her then fiance. Um, the plaintiff's father never met Ms Maxwell. Of course they did. Now the plaintiff resumed her relationship with the convicted felon. His name is Anthony. So we we have a name now. We know who he is. His name is Anthony. Um, in spring 2000, oh, no. In spring 2001, while leaving with her, um, Anthony, the plaintiff lied to and cheated on him with her high school boyfriend. Oh wait 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 wait. No. So we don't know. I don't know. This is so crazy. So she had the fiance. She lied to her fiancé and went off with her ex-boyfriend, which is Anthony. Okay. Um, dang, this is so... This is... Oh, this is kind of salacious. Um, so she lied to her fiancé and ran off with Anthony. Um, and then... So then her her fiancé broke up because of the situation. And her, her ex-boyfriend moved into the... the bent- apartment with her when the ex-fiance returned to ben, um, the Ben-O apartment to check on his pets and retrieve his belongings anthony and the um, plaintiff's presence punched the ex-fiance in the face i don't know this is like a, a, a soap opera so anthony and the plaintiff fled the same before police arrived anthony was then convicted of a felony and he was um, a convicted he was then a convicted felon and a, a, a um, narcotic abuser on probation for possession of a controlled sub- substance um so the plaintiff freely and voluntarily um voluntarily contacted the police to come to her aid in 2001 in 2002 but never reported them that she was she never reported that she was a slave in august 2001 at the age of 17 while living in the same apartment the plaintiff and anthony hosted a party with a number of guests during the party according to the plaintiff someone entered the plaintiff's room and stole five hundred dollars from her shirt pocket why would you leave your money there um the plaintiff contacted the police and she met and spoke to the police officers regarding the incident and filed a report. She did not disclose to the officer that she was a slave to Epstein and Ghislaine. The second time in June 2002, the plaintiff contacted the police to report that her former landlord had left her belongings by the roadside and lit the mattress on fire. Whoa, geez. What kind of landlord? I mean, all right. He put you out, but lighting yourself on fire, girl. What kind of landlord is this? Jeez Louise. Um, again, the plaintiff met and spoke with law enforcement officers, but did not complain that she was a victim of any trafficking or abuse, or that she was being held as a slave. Whoa. This is scandalous. Oh my gosh. Let me see what we talk about up here. So yeah, she was 17. She was 17. I'm a at 17, and her father was cool. Um, Throw away the whole parenthood, yeah? He was taking it there. He thought, I guess he thought she had a job. I don't know. And that's this thing that parents do. Oh, we got some love. Hold on. Hi, JB. Thank you for the love, babe. This is one thing that some parents do, and I hate that. It's just like... <sighs> I get that we are, you know, we, we struggle as families and go through stuff, but they'll throw their kid to any kind of, as long as it's a job, they'll throw their kid out there. Like, okay, you got a job, go work, bring this family and some money, and they don't really get the full details about what it, you know. What I mean, what the job is. Um, this sounds um sounds like still Virginia. No, both of their names are Virginia, actually. Is one Virginia, I can't pronounce her last name, and then the other Virginia is this Virginia we're talking about. And this Virginia, her last name is, hold on, Um, I think, hold on, because, yeah, it was two different statements. That's why I said I did, I, did I, I thought I read that statement, but I did not. Um, This one name is Virginia Roberts. The other one was a different Virginia. This This Virginia Roberts is Jane Doe number three. This is, so I told you it's 2,024 pages. This is um, Jane Doe number three. So it's two different Virginias. Both of their names are Virginia, but one, her last name is Roberts. The other one, I, um, I can't pronounce her last name, so I won't try. Oh, okay. Here we go. It's Guffreys, I think. So it's it's Virginia Roberts, and then there's Virginia Guffreys. So it's two different ones. Um, dang, ain't really like Virginia's, huh? Uh, so, but the one we're speaking on right now is Virginia Roberts. So, um, and she had all the scandal and craziness with the boyfriends and all of that good stuff. So, uh, it's two Virginias, though. I just want that to be very clear. It's two different Virginias. All right. So, um, where were we? Okay. Here we go. Cause this get ready, get real salacious. So, yeah, she never she never reported that she was in distress is what they're saying okay so from 2000 august 2001 until um september 2002 and remember the first virginia was 15 the second virginia was 17 um so and I ain't gonna lie, at 17, you think you grown. I thought, I just had a conversation about that this morning, how at 17, I thought I was grown. And one of my business partners, we've known each other since he was 16 and I was 17. And we would talk about how grown we thought we were and how stupid we really were. You just think you know something at that age for some strange reason. I don't know what it is. It's like you smelling yourself. Um, but anyway, so from August 2001 until September 2nd, I mean, September 2002, Epstein and Maxwell were almost entirely absent from Florida on document um, undocumented travel, um, unaccompanied by the plaintiff. So they didn't take her on this trip. Flight logs maintain that Epstein's private pilot, Dave Rogers, evidence that, um, um, evidence the substantial number of trips away from Florida that Epstein. Epstein and Maxwell took unaccompanied by the plaintiff between August 2001 and, 2000 and, um, and September 2002. Rogers maintains a, um, a log. He maintained a log, which I had that. Some of it's redacted, though. That's the, the one of the ones I really want unredacted. Um, all of the flights on which Epstein and Maxwell traveled with him. Epstein additionally traveled with other uh, with another pilot who did not keep. Of course, he didn't. Did not keep such logs. He also occasionally traveled via commercial flights for substantially all of the thirteen months, uh, twenty, um, of the twenty-two months. Again, November two thousand, September two thousand and two. The, the um that the plaintiff lived in Palm Beach, um, and New Epstein. Epstein was traveling outside of Florida unaccompanied by the plaintiff. During the same period, the plaintiff was employed at various jobs, enrolled in school, and was living with her boyfriend. Now, the plaintiff and Anthony, that's the boyfriend, shared a vehicle during 2001-2002. The plaintiff and Anthony shared a 1993 White Pawnee Act in 2001 and 2002. The plaintiff freely traveled across Palm Beach, Um. area and that vehicle and then August 2002 the, pl- the plaintiff acquired a Dodge Dakota pickup truck from her father so she was still connected to her father but she wasn't from my understanding from what we read and she was not telling her father that she was out here you know living that life Um. now her boyfriend Anthony used the ve- vehicle in a series of crimes before and after the plaintiff left for Thailand, so she definitely went to Thailand. I guess she went to gold service, Mr. Epstein. The plaintiff held a number of jobs from 2001 to 2002, during 2001 and 2002. The plaintiff was gainfully employed at several jobs. She worked as a waitress at um, a restaurant, at a couple of restaurants, um, including TGIF Friday's restaurant, AKA CCI of Royal Palm. Inc. and Roll House Grill. She also was employed at Courtyard Animal Hospital. This girl had mad jobs. In September, the plaintiff traveled to Thailand Thailand to receive massage training. While there, she met her future husband and eloped with him. So then she left Anthony all the way behind. Y'all, this is like a a soap opera. Um, The plaintiff traveled... Okay, so she eloped with a... um, Okay, so the plaintiff traveled to Thailand in 2002 and received formal training as a um, masseuse. Anthony drove her to the airport. While there, she initially contacted Anthony frequently, incur- um, and, and incurring a $4,000 phone bill. And she met Robert Godfrey in Thailand and decided to marry him. They therefore cease all contact with Anthony in October, 2002, and until two days before Anthony's de- deposition in the matter in um, May 16th, well, May of 2016. So um, there is a detective, where are we at on time? Okay, I'm going to read this quick little statement from the detective, well, this part with the detective, and then we'll pick up where we left off. Um, later, the detective, um, his investigation of Epstein failed to uncover any evidence that Ms. Maxwell, Maxwell was involved in essay with minors, trafficking or production of or possession of child pornography. It sounds crazy saying it like that, but that's what they're saying. So um, I'm gonna get into this on our next session, because it's a lot, a lot to talk about. But they're saying it was no new photos of, of the plaintiff, which is Roberts, um, Virginia Roberts. Um, the plaintiff initially destroyed her journal and dream journal regarding her memories in the case of twenty thirteen while represented by counsel. The plaintiff publicly peddled her story um beginning two thousand and eleven. Uh, The plaintiff drafted a 144-page autobiography book manuscript in 2011 in which she actively sought publishing. Um, It's a lot. It's a lot. So let me give my little quick synopsis on what I think, you know, because she's been found warranted. She's in prison right now serving time for her part in the act. So somewhere along the line, maybe not with this Virginia, but with somebody, she did something because they found her guilty and she's sitting in prison as we speak. Um, I don't feel, like I said in the beginning, I don't feel like um, she was not complicit. I feel like she played her part. That was her dude. She knew what he was doing. Why would they involve her? Like I said, some might be lying, maybe... But everybody's not lying. You know what I'm saying? It's those tacos I ate earlier, I feel like. Uh, Yeah, I did get me some tacos. Thanks, Rock. Even though Rock didn't pay for them, but whatever. Uh, But I feel like, you know what I mean? Like she played her part too. She knew what was going on. I'm trying not to victim shame, but I will say the father ain't good. And also, where is the mom? I'm going to say the same thing, Doc. Um, the, f- the father drove her to Epstein's abode. He took her there, um, masseuse sleep. I don't know what she was. This Virginia, I just don't know what she was. Now, I'm not saying nothing happened to her, but she already was living a wild life before she got there. So, <clears throat> I don't know if she, I can't say, but she was 17. So, <clears throat> with her being 17, they're guilty anyway, because she was 17. She was seventeen. She was still a kid. I'ma be real. I know situations like this. I agree to protect the young and the victims, but I could see what potentially happened. Shaking my head. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Virginia is for the lovers. Bad time, Joe. Oh. <laughs> Horrible timing, Doc. Horrible timing. I agree. But yeah, I don't think. There's so many layers to this situation. And that's just we only on number two. We didn't even get to the other girls smelling yourself and um big nostrils. Yeah, you think you're doing something at 17, but she was still a she was still a minor. Um that's humorous to me. Make um my fake OCD has me keeping, <clears throat> keeping long keeping logs. I still got data on all the tap-in like a pilot listen listen <laughs> listen but i do think that i still think that just was was complicit because some of the like the first virginia she said that she was forced to be with prince andrew well epstein wasn't from england just was you know what i'm saying I don't know. The more we get into this, the more uh, some of these situations look suspect a little bit. Now, I don't know if the boyfriend was her handler or her watcher or, you know, chaperone more than I think maybe the father might have been. But then at the same time, she's saying nobody ever met Ghislaine. Like the dad never met Ghislaine. The dad only met Epstein. And then Epstein introduced himself to him and um, was very respectful and all of that good stuff. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this second Virginia. The first one, I'm like, okay. But this second one, it sounds a little sus. And then she goes to Thailand and meets a whole nother dude. I don't. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This is... We're going to keep digging, digging deeper. And then I, I'm going to also bounce... Off of this one, off of her case, but I'm gonna, bounce, I'm gonna be bouncing back and forth because in order to tell her story, we also have to tell his story. And like he has way more court documents, but I think I want to fine tune and go where I can compare both, you know, both situations for both accused, both of the accused. So if the first Virginia, I want to take and, and sift through his case for her. You know, what I mean, what she had to say about him. And then the second Virginia, I wanna sip through her case and see what she says about, you know, what, what was said over there too, for him to go ahead and plead guilty as well. So it's 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 interesting. Um, Maxwell is guilty, no doubt. The second Virginia was a wild young lady, yeah. She was, man. Um, I'm just keeping it real based on the documents. I am too. Like I'm I'm I try to come in, in this situation non biasedly, but again, everybody's not. It's some lies in there, but everybody's not lying. That's all I'm saying. It's some lies in there, though, but everybody is not lying on these people. So we're going to keep going through these dockets and see what else we can discover. But it's salacious, honey. It is. Oh, child, it's salacious. Child, there's a lot girl had a million jobs she was in and out of school and she had uh, a fiance a boyfriend and then a husband it's a bit much but i do have to get to my love notes it's a bit much let me get to these moments a bit much taxing even even oh my gosh it's a lot um so Big shout out to anybody who's watching Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. I appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for the love. I appreciate you guys so much. I do. You have no clue how beautiful that is to me. Thank you. Um, I do. I do. But these people that I'm about to show love to, they're my listener audience. They don't even know what I look like. They just come back and they show me love and I appreciate them. Let me get this off the screen real quick because it always messes me up. And I just want to do that in advance so it's all about the love but let's get to the show notes and why it's called um the love notes dang doc (sighs) okay so i used to call it love doc used to call it show notes and he also said i had a stack of papers the size of a composition notebook i still have those doc those papers i might be the pilot um i still have those papers so i can show y'all they weren't the size of a composition notebook but You know, it was a lot of papers because it's a lot of cities, a lot of states and a lot of countries. Um, But we used to go back and forth. He called them show notes. I called them love. We just came to the compromise and now we call them love notes. And so that's what I'm about to get into right now. Love notes. (laughs) I love you guys. I love it's all love. Thank you for all of the love. Shout out to my top six, the United States, United Kingdom, India, France, Canada and Belgium, specifically paris and specifically belgium i love you guys thank you i love you i love you so much i do russia indonesia um, japan new zealand australia turkey switzerland germany mexico austria philippines and kenya hi babies i love you um pakistan romania south africa nigeria brazil netherlands singapore Spain, Ireland, and Nepal. I love you all. I do, I do, I do, I do. Thanks for the love, babies. Uh, Mauritius, Israel, Hong Kong, China, Por- Poland, Tunisia, Venezuela, baby, Czech Republic, Portugal, Morocco. I love you too, boos. Hi, love you. Um, Ghana, Finland, and last but not least, the Cameroon. Thank you for all of the love. I appreciate you guys so much, man for loving on me, how y'all love on me. I love on you the way I love on you because you guys are extraordinary. I appreciate you. I do. But yeah, I had to get some love notes. I really, really honestly, honestly, honestly I think just, just Lane is guilty. And again, I don't think she's a, um, a minion like they trying to make it out to be. Like, that's my whole thing. I don't think she's a minion. I think that they were in it together cuz how how as a woman I'm sorry maybe I'm just a stubborn mule maybe I don't know how to be submissive although I could never see myself being submissive to a man who wants to do those kind of things to kids like I can't even find you attractive in any kind of sexual capacity if you want to do things to kids like I can't it's disgusting And now that I'm a mom, I couldn't have done that when I wasn't a mom. But now that I'm a mom, it's definitely out of the way. I tell my daughter all the time, if somebody does something to you, you better tell me. I know because they make up excuses. Don't tell your mom because she's going to be mad at you. Don't tell your mom because it's going to hurt her. Don't tell your mom because she's not going to believe you. You know, they take all of these things. And I tell my daughter, don't listen to what they say. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm going to be mad if you don't tell me. And... If I go to prison, just know I'm going for you. I'm going on your behalf because somebody's going to get hurt. I don't play about mine. I'm very much a mama lying this, and that is very much my cub, and I do not play about mine. All right, let's see. <laughs> let's see what Doc had to say. I just, if your world, it's your world, but a wire tag, a white, what? But a wiretapping or a wiretap <laughs> discussing this case docs docs between us. Listen, worldwide, uh, you can't hide if you wicked. No, I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna find you for sure. I'm no rest for the wicked. You get no love over here. Top flight, keep good logs like Epstein's. <laughs> really you know what you did last summer oh yeah we know what you did last summer and many many summers ago 2001 2000 we know what you did and we calling you out for it you weren't we're calling you out for it no rice for the wicked over here you don't get no like no it's no cut cards i'm gonna call you out if you got a case we getting into it and i think i want to get to these other cases too because we got a couple of cases but i did want to get off Diddy for a second because a lot of them other cases some of those other cases involved him um but i think it's important that we 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 level the playing field it shouldn't just be our black men it should be anybody who's doing anything wrong to children anybody who's doing anything wrong to um men or women because men catch stuff. I mean, stuff happening to y'all too. You know what I mean? Like it's men that have claimed to be assaulted by some of these celebs too. So I think we should call them all out. If you're going to be out here living the wicked life, then we need to talk about it. It's a conversation that we need to have. And I'm, I'm adamant about that. I just, I, I'm a, I'm, I'm a strong advocate for those Who've been done wrong and, and you know, harm has been brought to them. I am, and I'm always gonna stand with them. I'm not victim shaming, but yes, that second Virginia sounds a little oh yeah, oh my gosh, I'm glad you brought that up real quick. Chris Stokes. When Ramsby came out a while back and was telling y'all about that situation, because he was so adamant, I believed him. And then the young man who was in um Romeo and Juliet um, with Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio, the young man who was singing in it. He also was under Chris Stokes and he even told his story. And I believe him. Now he's no longer with us. Supposedly he got into a car accident. That's what they say. Um, I believe it. And you look at Chris Stokes' track record. Everybody he worked with was kids. They weren't adults. They were all children. Think about it. Immature, B2K. Um, he even had his rhyme with Brandy and them. Everybody he worked with was kids. I believe. I believe it. And now his ex-wife is coming out talking her her shit about what she know. And then it's like, well, if you knew that, she also said that she thinks it happened to their children too. But if you knew that, wouldn't that make you complicit? in his actions and then with all that being said he was supposed to be getting married but uh the fiance left him i don't know it's it's i don't know i just don't one thing i told my mom like you know when my daughter was first born she was like oh we should make her a model and all of that one thing i've always said is i don't want my kid in showbiz you like mm. Even as an adult, I still want my her in showbiz because then you got to do the casting couch situation. It's weird. I just... But when they're kids, it's different because they're a lot more... They I mean, adults are afraid to say stuff too. But when they're kids, they're really afraid because these people are adults. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, make her a Maxwell. That's the former Miss Mrs. Stokes. Yeah. I feel like she is a a Ghislaine. Because if you knew that he was doing this kind of stuff, wouldn't that make you complicit in his... I mean, not saying that she was doing it with him, but if you know that he's doing these kind of things and you didn't say anything, wouldn't that make you complicit in the situation? Or was the money good? The lifestyle was good. And so you just... See, with Ghislaine, she had already lived that lifestyle before she got the Epstein. And then her dad died, and then she, you know, her money started dwindling. But with this chick right here, Mrs. Stokes, I'm quite sure she didn't have the life that Jislyn had, because her father was not a, um, a money man. He was not a billionaire. He wasn't a millionaire. She wasn't an heiress. You feel me? So it's uh, it's like I said, no rest for the wicked over here. No rest for the wicked. We gonna. We're going to get at you. You out here doing trifling. Retarded stuff. You out here fucking with people's livelihood. Then I'm going to tell it and I'm going to say it loud. In Diddy's case, some of these ladies, they were young but they were, he was except for that one girl that we didn't get to her case yet. I don't think we got to her case yet. No, we didn't get to her case yet. I think I stopped for a minute and we got to go back to her case. The 17-year-old yeah, um, but the rest of them were he made sure they were at least 18 years old, so it's weird, it's weird. It is all right, it's time for me to say the things that I normally say at the end of this podcast because it's important that I say these things. Um, let me say this first before I get to the goal. Remember, you can always join the conversation. The numbers been scrolling, so I don't feel like I gotta repeat it. Um, you already know you could drop a comment, don't have. I, other things I shouldn't have to repeat. You know what the deal is by now if you watch the show. Um, you know how to get in contact with us. Contact at AmbitiouslyENT. Contact at AmbitiouslyENT. Know that when I do get to playing videos, I have permission. I got to put that together though. Like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. We need every like, every share, and subscription. It keeps us going, man. Join our coffee community so we can really go over there and I don't have to say SA and great, in corno, I could just say the real words. Join us over there so, so I can stop saying these bull crap words. I don't like saying, I like saying the real thing because it is what it is. I hate that they try to censor us. Um, check out our website, www.ambitiouslyent.com, www.ambitiouslyent.com. Yes, big shout out to my DJ. I did talk to him today. He is over there working on the mix. Go, DJ, because that's my DJ. Shout out to Rukhazy. Um, You want to drop a donation? It's been on the screen. all. Not at the end. Not at the end. I don't know what's happening. Anyway, we're about to get up out of here anyway. Let us know what you feel how you feel about the mixes. That is weird. That is real weird. Yeah, I know. It was weird. It was weird. I'm like, not at the end. Not at the end. Anyway, let me do this before I start acting crazy again. Mind your business, except for on Media Mondays where I tell everybody's business because I'm nosy. And if you're a trending topic, we're talking about you. Um, the tapping Sometimes people's business seeps out, but, you know. Um, and then on White White Wednesdays where there's no rest for the wicked. We we, we tell your business because you're wicked. Um, but other than that, mind your business. It's a safe way to live. Yeah. Um, Love your babies, hug your babies, encourage your babies, protect your babies. They need that protection, for sure. Um, And remember to tell them that they they are the greatest of all times. They need to hear that. If they wanna work for NASA, then tell them to be the best astronaut, engineer, receptionist, janitor, secretary, or whatever the hell else they do over at NASA. No, I have not put on oh, put it back up there. No, I have not put together the telescope, but I'm working on it. Um, um but whatever else they do over there NASA space. That's what you know they they deal with space. If they want to work for NASCAR, tell them to be the net best NASCAR driver, pit boss, or a commentator or whatever the hell else they do over that NASCAR. I don't know. They drive really, really fast. But the point is this make sure that you tell them that they are the goal. You see it on the screen. You see it on the screen. It's on the screen. Tell them that they are the greatest of all times. So they need that encouragement. Maybe if somebody was telling Virginia that maybe she wouldn't have been out there living a the life she was living, but whatever, I digress. Um, stay in your lane because my lane is definitely not your lane. I told y'all, I'm a lioness. Don't play with me. Hey, you big par. Stay in your lane. You jump in my lane, you get in I'm going to make sure of it. Or oh, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. All of her. You don't want her. You want her. She's nice, sweet, kind, cute, cuddly, and all that good stuff. Or at least her. A you big purr. A you big purr. Because when cat is purring, cat is a happy, happy, happy girl. But you do not, you do not. I repeat, you do not want that first one. Cause she ain't nice. She ain't nothing nice. Kind of evil for real. You don't want her. And what usually happens when you jump into somebody else's lane is a collision. And who needs that? Who the fuck needs that? I don't need that for me. I don't need that for you. We don't need that for we. So just stay in your lane. (sighs) Worry about the war. Do not worry about these bullshit-ass battles that don't even mean anything. Mob Deep told y'all, they've been telling y'all that there is a war going on outside and that no man is safe from it. And he also said you can run, but you can't high five on these streets. But uh, the point is, worry about the war and not the battles. The battles, you can, they can have that and you can live to fight another day. You you can't. You, you can't. You can. So worry about the war. Um, And I said I was going to add something else to the equation, which is be you. Don't live for what everybody else's expectations of you are. You can only be you and you can only live for you. And when you die, you will to die by yourself. So worry about living for you. I think that's the best way I can I can put that together. Like, I'm worrying about living for you. You telling too much business today. You trying to stop. Um, They trying to stop you. Ah, they trying to do something, but I'm glad they did it at the end and not at the beginning um, while I was telling the business. So they was late. (laughs) They was late. Um, But they can't a you big prayer. I'm just saying they was late. They caught me when I wasn't even telling nobody business. They caught me at the end, but whatever. Anyway, let me get up out of here before they really (laughs) come and get me and shut me down. (laughs) Y'all, I love y'all. I adore y'all. Stay out of trouble. Stay safe. Remember the things that I told y'all because they are very important. We will be picking back up on this case on next Wednesday because it's a lot to be said about what's going on. And Virginia, girl, I hope you stuck with the husband that you wound up with because child, 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 child. Um, Let me get up out of here, y'all. I love y'all. Be safe. Good night. Good night. Oh, mm-hmm.